This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining. It's a show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. And our guest today is Gregory Dublin. We'll talk to him about his Dublin's Soul Food Restaurant in California. What's the difference between soul food in California and Mississippi? Do Californians enjoy soul food as much as we here in the South? What are some healthier ways to make soul food? Share your comments and experiences this morning. Give us a call. The phone number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. Or send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. <clears throat> Today we have a guest uh, that we're going to be visiting with. It's Gregory Dublin, who's going to tell us about his Dublin's Soul Food Restaurant in California. We'll talk about the differences between soul food in California and Mississippi, whether Cal- Californians enjoy soul food as much as we do here in the South, and some healthier ways to pair some traditional soul food favorites. You can uh, join in our conversation this morning with your phone calls. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to food at mpbonline.org. So good morning, Deborah. Hope that you had a good weekend. Good morning, Kevin. Man, I had like the most amazing weekend ever. Kevin, the grocery store is my new hangout, right? Okay. All the wonderful people in the world go to the grocery store. <laughs> I mean, that's just my new conviction. Um, I just, I was shopping and um, I had this couple that was just an ear throw away from me. And then the wife turns around and she says, I recognize your voice. <laughs> How cool is that? So I want to tell Amy good morning and to her wonderful husband. And I was so excited talking to them, Kevin. I walked off from my purse and my buggy. Oh. <laughs> this wonderful police officer, and I hope he's listening this morning, literally just stood guard there. And I just, so when I walk back up and I'm looking, he says... I'm security. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. I, I mean, it's just been a great weekend. Well, I was able to escape some of the heat was uh, down on the beach this weekend. So had an enjoyable beach weekend. Uh, weather was very nice. The temperature in the Gulf this year has been very pleasant. Oh, my so. God. Yes, it was an incredible weekend. It was just gorgeous. I'm glad. And you, you know what? You look fabulous. Thank you. You're so welcome. Yeah, I played, uh, played some tennis last weekend and, and got a little bit of sun and then... Uh, Got uh, down there, always, uh, you know, you get to, under the umbrella or whatever, I, I certainly use suntan uh, lotion uh, or sunscreen, I guess. I like the, the spray pump. But, uh, you know, so you want to be out in the sun, but I don't like sunburn, so I... Well, you, no, you don't have sunburn. You look, though, Kevin, absolutely amazing. I'm glad you got a break. And uh, so this does this mean you're taking me out for coffee afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> Not sure how that would relate, but... Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just harassing you as usual. <laughs> Uh, we've got a guest on the line, but before we uh, bring uh, Gregory into the conversation, uh, tell us quickly about what you made for us this morning. Well, since we're talking about soul food, Kevin, you know, I decided to bring in one of my favorite dishes today. It's one of those go-to comfort foods. And what I prepared for you today was beef tips and rice and gravy. And these beef tips, as Ezra would say, literally melt in your mouth. The texture is beautiful. The rice is perfectly cooked. It's a complete meal. And it's just super yummy. It's uh, definitely um, a compliment to Southern and soul cooking. And I think you like it. <laughs> Kevin's eating on the air, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I was just say the, the beef tips are very, very tender. And the, the gravy is is very creamy. So it was really, really quite good. Another another home run for Deborah. Thank you so much. Uh, let's invite our guest uh, onto the program. 
We're going to be talking throughout the hour with Gregory Dublin of Dublin Soul Food uh, in California. Gregory, where exactly in California are you located? Uh, good morning. Good yeah, morning. Good yeah, morning. Good morning. You? I am so happy you're here today. How are you, kiddo? Oh, I'm, I'm doing wonderful. I'd be doing better if I had some beef tip with some rice and gravy. <laughs> right now. I wish you were and, here. Uh, Maybe the next time uh, we can actually have you in the studio and you can break bread with us. That would be great. Yeah, I, I see that. And, and the name is actually Doolin. Uh, Doolin's on Crenshaw Soul Food, D-U-L-A-N. They made a, a little mistake in the spelling, but that's Sorry. okay. But I'm doing great. I'm doing great, and I'm really happy to be on your show. Oh, fantastic. Now, um, Kevin asked uh, what part of California, so you did say the restaurant it was in Crenshaw. Uh, do you have more than one location, Kevin? I'm, in, I'm oh. in Los Angeles, and yes, we have four locations. We like to say we're representing or holding up the traditional soul food in, Los, in the city of Los Angeles, that being our family, the Doolin family. And we've been in the business for about 40 years, uh, just doing what we do. Fantastic. Uh, Before we actually get into the question and answer period, over the weekend, uh, there were a couple of things that happened. Number one, you participated in an incredible event. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. uh, Every year, the Cancer Society holds rallies around the country called the Relay for, for Life. It's held in different communities across the United States. Mm-hmm. And for the past eight years, I've participated in the Ballin Hills Relay for Life, which is the relay in my community. And I provide the breakfast. Yeah. I feed about 400 breast cancer survivors a free breakfast. And it's funny because when I first started eight years ago, they said, Greg, we just want you to feed the survivors. You don't have to feed anybody else. And when I started, you know, I fed the survivors, and then I saw the cheerleaders from the local high school getting in line to get food. And I, <laughs> and I told the organizers, I can't not feed those girls. I, I have to feed everybody. So eight years later, I feed between four and 500 people. Wow. Free breakfast at the uh, Walk for Life. It's called the Walk for Life. And uh, last year, we raised $75,000 for breast cancer research. And I don't know what the numbers look like this year because the event just took place on Saturday. But we were shooting for 100000 Yeah, I was about to say that I saw your goal was $100,000. And your menu was quite delicious. Um, I think you served them grits. We served shrimp and grits. Mm-hmm. We served French toast, turkey sausage, bacon, lots of fruit with berries, blueberries, <clears throat> raspberries, kiwi. And we, every year we do something a little bit different. We always serve fresh grilled asparagus with our breakfast. Hmm. A little different, but it's very healthy, and all of the, the uh, survivors and the guests just really, really love it. Now, I'm going to tell you what was funny for me, um, Greg, when I watched the little clip that you did. You were talking about the breakfast, and you could see the survivors coming off the racetrack, but they were running to get your food. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... Some people say that's the fastest lap. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, 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 the idea is to walk for 24 hours, different teams, and to raise money for uh, breast cancer research. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the survivors always take the first lap, and then they come over and they have their breakfast, and then they're followed by the general public. And, I mean, we have all of the local politicians and the police officers and the Boy Scouts, and fraternities, and sororities. I mean, it is a really uh, large and down-home community event, and uh, I just love doing it. And uh, I tell you, it's, uh, it's really, really a lot of fun. It looked like you guys were having a lot of fun. And the other thing that I want to say, too, so we can move on to the show, is to send your dad a lot of love for all of us here in Mississippi, and we're wishing him a very quick uh, recovery. I really appreciate you saying that, Deborah. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. So, uh, Greg, how did uh, how did Soul Food end up in California? What what are the origins? Well, you know, Soul Food came with the folks that migrated to Los Angeles and and, and Oakland and places like that in the fifties. You know, they came uh, to California for a better way of life, for better weather, and they brought their traditional cooking with them. So soul food has been here for for generations, a couple of generations at least. Uh, does your family have roots in the South? 
My family is from Oklahoma. Okay. Now, to hear to hear my mother talk about it when she was alive, she, you know, you would think Oklahoma was the deep south. You know, that's not, <laughs> you know exactly true. But yeah, my family is from Oklahoma. And uh, traditionally, uh, a family of good cooks. Well, the thing that I want to say, uh, Kevin, uh, you asked Greg, you know, how did soul food get to California? But the reality is, is that soul food is all over the world. And anytime you find uh, the comfort food, the culture of comfort foods, um, and there's this story, this amazing story that goes with it, but it is truly all over the world. And it it speaks a language that's unlike any other language uh, that you have. Uh, The food is not only... uh, from the earth. And that's, I think, the thing that people miss about that when you think about greens and uh, squash and, you know, butter beans and black eyed peas, you know, you're talking about things that are naturally harvested from the earth. And then you take it and you put it in the hands of people that are full of magic. And it just becomes this incredible, incredible dish. All right. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we will continue our show. You're listening to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio, talking about soul food this morning. Give us a call if you'd like to join in our conversation. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring You can reach us when you dial one 672 7464 Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Back with more after this. Support for MPB comes from the Pediatric and Congenital Heart Center of Alabama at Children's of Alabama, a cardiovascular care center for children in Birmingham, Alabama. More at childrensal.org heart. MPB Think Radio welcomes a brand new Sunday lineup. The new fan favorite, Backstory with the American History Guys, moves to noon to bring historical perspectives to today's events. At 1, Reveal uses investigative journalism to empower the public about tough issues in our society. Then The Moth takes over at 2 and celebrates the art and craft of live storytelling. Catch the new Sunday lineup beginning July 3rd on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking today about soul food, California style, with our guest, uh, Gregory Doolin of Doolin's Soul Food in the Los Angeles area. Uh, so, Gregory, you, you, I think you mentioned it's it's a family restaurant and been in your family for, for generations. Uh, tell us, uh, have you always been interested in, in cooking and being part of the restaurant? Well, it started at an early age, and the answer is no, I wasn't always interested, mm-hmm. but I didn't have a choice because when I was very, very young, my father started a hamburger business, and he made he made us all work. We had no choice. We all had to work in the business. And I think I may have been nine, eight, nine, or ten years old, and I was peeling potatoes and rolling hamburger patties, and uh, you know, cooking French fries and doing all those things. And, and, and I really hated peeling and cutting the onions. <laughs> that always made me cry. <laughs> but through that process, I learned to love the business, and so. You know, that's here I am today. Well, it's nothing like a bunch of onions making you cry to make you fall in love. Too. I mean, <laughs> the two are synonymous: love and onions, right? <laughs> the other thing is how many how many children are in your family? How many people actually in your family run this operation, Greg? Well, right now there there are five children: three three boys and two girls. And there are 
two of us that are actually involved in the business, myself and my younger brother. I'm the oldest of the five children. Okay. So I, I, I've been in it the longest. I've been involved in the business for 27 years. And then my brother just left corporate America and moved back to Los Angeles from New York to help in the business as well. Fantastic. Well, tell us how difficult is it running a family business? Well, okay, that's it. You know, there, if everybody gets along, it can really be a lot of fun and a labor of love, particularly if everyone is working towards the same goal. Right. And that's, been my, that's been my experience. On occasion, however, given that you're family, sometimes you don't always see eye to eye, and that can make it a little bit difficult sometimes. But ultimately, the goal is to take care of the customer, to make sure the customers are satisfied, and make sure that they continue to support us and come back and patronize our businesses. As long as we keep that out in front, we should be okay. And and we've been okay. I'm happy to hear you say that because one of the things uh, that you may not know about me, Greg, is that I actually host at a restaurant. I've been doing that now for six weeks. Yay! (laughs) <laughs> Bravo, family. One of the things that I'm learning, though, you're, you're absolutely right. It is being able to, no matter what happens in the back of the house, at the end of the day, when that bell rings, it's really about the client, making sure that you not only uh, rendered the most delicious food that they ever had, but also the best customer service, because I think that's what really keeps people coming back. Um, those two things together will make people uh, really fall in love with the business, fall in love with your food. But more than that, I don't care how good the food is. If the service is not wonderful, if the love is not there, then the customers uh, eventually, you know, won't come back. So I'm really happy to hear you say that that's the standard for your for your business. I travel. One of my hobbies is traveling around the country, visiting soul food restaurants and tasting the food and getting ideas and making sure that what we're doing here in Los Angeles is authentic as it relates to the South and Southern cooking. And I visited a restaurant in Atlanta once, and I was talking to the owner, and they've been in business for over 40 years. And he said to me, Greg, he said, macaroni and cheese is macaroni and cheese, but it's how you make the customer feel that counts. If you make the customer feel wanted and appreciated and you express, you know, a feeling of welcome and hospitality, they'll be with you forever. Absolutely. Anything short of of that, and, you know, you you, you won't keep your customers. And so at, at, at Doolin's on Crenshaw, we train our staff to greet the customers as they walk through the door. We give them a a nice welcome to Doolin's greeting. And then we serve our food cafeteria style. And so we train our servers to get the customer's name. And then we call the customer by by name throughout the entire service process. And when they get to the cash register to to pay, we uh, we again call in my name. Uh, Thank you, Mrs. Jones. I see you got fried chicken and meatloaf and oxtail. Can I get you anything else? And then we thank them for the business when they leave. And so if you do those simple things, having good food is just the icing on the cake. Absolutely. We have got a call on the line, so we're going to talk to uh, Meg in Punatalk. Good morning, Meg. Hey, Meg. Good, good morning. morning. How are you? Wonderful. How are you guys? Absolutely fantastic. What do you have for us this morning, girl? Well, now, it is a very food-specific question. Okay. But it sounds like I have some serious soul food experts to talk to. <laughs> um, my parents have a garden. I mean, it's just a small backyard garden. And my dad has given me just an overwhelming surplus of giant zucchini. And so I want to use them before they go bad. And I didn't know if you guys had some really awesome idea on how I could use all this zucchini. Well, you can pack some of them up and send them to Kevin because they happen to be one of his favorites. So, you know, that's half the problem right there. Perfect. (laughs) Would you like to speak to that, Greg? Well, one of the things I love is a squash casserole. Mm. And you can take that zucchini and cut it up. And you can actually add some yellow squash and some other types of squash and make a nice casserole with with milk and cheese and butter, put some bacon bits on top, 
bake it in the oven, and you have a nice, delicious uh, meal with, without the bacon, and it's, you know, vegetarian. But sure. I think you, you, you've got something really, really that, uh, nice that you can work with. And uh, yeah. my mouth is water, watering just thinking about it. So well, that sounds like such a perfect. Mm-hmm. That sounds like such a perfect summer treat, and good for like yeah. a big family reunion or something. Absolutely, exactly. absolutely. Get you a big pan of make you a big pan of cornbread, mm. serve it with that squash, and fry you some chicken. And baby, let me tell you, <laughs> they'll, 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 they'll be screaming, Meg, Meg, Meg. <laughs> well, I have to say that I'm so, I had no idea people in California even know how, knew how to cook like that. So I'm so, I'm so <laughs> See, Meg, now you're cutting me deep, Meg. <laughs> well, thank y'all so much. I sure appreciate your time. Thanks, Meg. Now, let me tell you what we were laughing about, Greg. You were talking and I got goosebumps. I'm about to buy a plane ticket. We're flying out this afternoon, Kevin. What do you think? <laughs> Come on out. We have four restaurants to take you to, so we'll just show you around. But, yes, for those of you in Mississippi who are listening, Californians do eat soul food. We uh, Soul food is, is, is very, very popular. In fact, people literally get excited when they talk about soul food and eating soul food in Los Angeles and California. I don't know if it's that way in Mississippi, but soul food is very popular. Absolutely. You can't can't find it uh, everywhere. And typically, and and in my travels, I find that there there are only a few iconic soul food restaurants Mm -hmm. in most of the major cities in America. But it's very, very popular. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's something that people seek out and they travel long distances to get. Absolutely. And with that being said, what happens here in Mississippi, uh, Greg, quite often is we have a blues trail, you know, the, the wonderful music and the food and the hospitality. So for us, uh, it is who we are here in Mississippi. It is our life. You know, it's it's being able to sit down uh, and share a great meal. And it's what happens here every Monday morning on MPB. Uh, there's some wonderful dishes that show up. There's a lot of uh, hospitality. And I get to see Kevin's face light up and along with the, the rest of the crew here. And we're breaking bread. And, and really, soul food is really about, uh, again, not just the macaroni and cheese being macaroni. It's about the hospitality and love that goes along with it. It goes into the cooking, but it also goes into the attitude that's served around the cooking. So absolutely good for absolutely. California. <laughs> so uh, Greg, yeah. tell us uh, what are some of the, maybe the specialties that the Doolens has in, in the soul food area? Well, we follow a traditional soul food menu and, you know, we do things like fried chicken, which is a staple. And you should know that fried chicken if you look at all the food trends, it's one of the most popular foods in America. Fried chicken, fried chicken sandwiches, one of the most popular foods. But we do things like oxtails and short ribs of beef and smothered pork chops. And I tell you, turkey wings with dressing is so oh. popular. Mm. Baked chicken. We're in California, so we do a lot of baked fish here. But we do the traditional side dishes, the collard greens, the candy yams macaroni and cheese. Everything is made from scratch. Black eyed peas. We do red beans and rice and steamed cabbage. And this menu is a traditional menu that you'll see in Texas. You'll see it in Georgia. I'm sure you'll see it in Mississippi. You'll see it at Sweetie Pies in St. Louis. Absolutely. These are these are the staples that make up the soul food menu. And we do those, those same staples here. And if your guests will look us up on Yelp, Doolin's on Crenshaw and Yelp us in Los Angeles. They'll see our menus and pictures and things like that. And we have an excellent four and a half star rating and they'll really get a chance to see what we do out here in California. All right. So the one thing you mentioned that I have not familiar with is uh, oxtails. Tell me what that is. Oh, wow. Are you serious? You've never had oxtails before. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to fix that for you. That's funny. uh, honey, I'm not talking to Deborah. I'm talking to Honey now. Okay. Next week, you have to bring oxtails to the studio. Uh, next week, I'm bringing oxtails. Jonas, you hear that? Kevin, <laughs> Kevin has been the prize. But uh, oxtails, are what, you know, what, the, what it sounds like. I mean, it's, uh, it's the tail of the cow. 
And but I tell you, we we cook it in a in a way that tenderizes it, mm. and it's seasoned so good. And it's similar to the beef tip that you're eating there. You eat it with rice, and the meat is is very meaty. Mm-hmm. It's very flavorful, and I and I got to tell you, it's one of the most popular things that we sell in our restaurants. Mm oxtails with rice and, you know, the different various sides, cabbage and black eyed peas and candy yams and stuff like that. Everything is served with cornbread. Every soul food meal is, is, is served with cornbread. In fact, personally, I can't eat soul food without cornbread. And oh, so, wow. So, uh, Kevin, I just hooked you up. You're going to get oxtails this week. I wish, you could, I wish you could see his face right, but we're going to bring him some oxtail and change his life forever. Kevin will be looking for us in the daytime with a flashlight. That's what's about to happen in his life. That is hilarious. Some uh, callers on the line, so we're going to go to Macomb and say good morning to Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Good morning. Good morning. I, I, I'm enjoying your show this morning very much. And I, I please, can I go to California with you guys? Absolutely. <laughs> I think we should just get a whole group of people from Mississippi and let's just go and eat some soul food with Greg. How about that? You, you guys come on out. You'll, be, you'll, you'll feel right at home. We had a we had a bus of 50 people from Texas a couple of days ago. Mm. Wow. And we, uh, we're starting to get tour buses now because of the we shot, we shot a television show last year. I'm sorry. Uh, Warner Brothers approached us, and Fox Television shot a television show last at my restaurant last year. The first time a television show has been shot in a soul food restaurant, and it was a game show called South of Wilshire that was created by Harvey Levin of TMZ. Fantastic. And uh, it aired for eight weeks. It started January 5th, and it aired all over the United States. And so we're starting to get customers from all over the United States now. How cool that, is that? Because of that show. So the show's called South of Wilshire. And we were cooking soul food, and people were eating soul food right on the show while the game show was being played. <laughs> how, how, how unique is that? That sounds so, like Mississippi, right? We're, we're on the air so, eating soul food. So I think that happens whenever you bring soul food. It just shows up like that. So, so Jerry, come on out. You'll be you'll be welcome, and we'll make you feel right at home. Hey, thank you, thank you. You had something about a zucchini recipe, Jerry? I sure do. I saute bacon and mushrooms, and add some parboiled zucchini to it, and then I make a gravy with sour cream, mm. and you could even put a little cream cheese in it. And then I serve it over egg noodles. Oh, wow. Everybody loves it. Wow. So that's my zucchini recipe. All right. Jerry, thank thank you you so much. Have an amazing day. Uh, Let's uh, take a break. When we get back, our friend Kathleen from Osaka is on the line today. We are talking on Deep South Dining with Gregory Doolin of Doolin's uh, Soul Food Restaurant in California. We're talking about soul food uh, here in Mississippi and in California. We've got some open phone lines, so do like to join in. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. Our phone number is 1-877-672-7464. Send an email, food at mpbonline.org. Back with more of the show after this. Radio is your voice for Mississippi. If you or your community has an event coming up and you'd like help spreading the word, send us an email. You've got mail. To PSA at mpbonline.org. Computers are taking over all kinds of work once reserved for humans. So how are they at writing poetry? The new writing contest pits man. Adjust my aperture towards the deep sky. Against the machines. 
create an endless voting paradox. Come on, humans. The results later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today, via the telephone, we're visiting with Gregory Doolin of Doolin Soul Food Restaurant in Los Angeles, California. So if you have a question or comment that you'd like to make and join in, call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. You can send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. We are on a zucchini roll this morning. <laughs> Let's say good morning to Kathleen in Osaka. Happy Monday, girl. I know, and it's zucchini month. You've got so many of them coming out of the woodwork. I know. These are two quick recipes that were given to me. They're not mine, but people were gracious enough to share them with me. Quick and easy. Lightly, when you have a cast iron pan, of course little bit of oil or butter, three whole eggs scrambled. You put onions, celery. I prefer red bell pepper. doesn't have the bite. Put that in there. You can put parsley. You can put a little oregano. And you put in a handful or two of sautéed, boiled, or whatever, chopped up zucchini. It's served a little different. It's served with Italian sausage and a little bit of marinara sauce. I didn't think I'd like it, but it's really, really good. That sounds yummy. And they got uh, another one that is Spanish, Mexican, Latino, whatever you want to call it. You you put the celery, the onions, um, if you want peppers, zucchini and squash, and anything else that you want to stir fry. You roll it up and you put it in a tor- tortilla. You can use either the sour cream or if you're on a diet, you can use the plain yogurt. So it, it's a it's a totally vegetarian. It's as light or as spicy as you want to make it, and it's quick, and it goes far. Fantastic. As far as my soul food, look, on the streets of New Orleans, when you don't feel like cooking, you grab a piece of French bread, some pickled pig lips, hard-boiled egg, and a cold beer. (laughs) 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 But that's not cheap. That's just good. That's just good. (laughs) You're right. I have to weigh in here. I have to weigh in here. We don't eat pickled pig lips in California. I'll just say it. Viva la We don't throw anything away, just the oil. <laughs> All right, Kathleen, good to hear Thank from you. Thank you, girl. Let's uh, stay on the phone lines. We're going to Mikey in Mobile. Good morning, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Oh, good morning. What a bunch of inspiring recipes. I mean, for goodness sake, you know, it's like, um, especially with the zucchini thing. I mean, uh, I got to give credits to my sister-in-law, who is from upstate New York originally, um, Kevin. Um, did I lose y'all? Nope. No, we're listening, we're listening to you, sweetie. Oh, okay, okay. Um, uh, and her name is Jewel, and uh, she is a magnificent cook. Um, her areas of specialty, uh, she's gourmet in a couple of areas, um, uh, Italian, and I can't remember what the other one is, probably pastries because she's a fantastic cake maker. Um, uh, but she taught me, we had this family barbecue thing um, where, as a joke, one of my sister's friends had given her a zucchini that was like, I mean, it was, you know, if you if you stretch your hand out, from the tips of your fingers to your elbow, it was a little bit longer than that, okay? <laughs> but this gal took that. I mean, it, like I said, he gave it as a joke, you know, thinking, well, nobody's ever going to eat. Because most people go, no, you know, I mean, the small zucchini or, you know, what we usually think of here in, in the Deep South. Um, and But she took that. She, she uh, cut it into diagonal, crosswise slices that were uh, uh, basically about, you know, the, the, an inch, the length of, you know, the, the joint from the end of your finger deep. And then she spread it with, um, she sprinkled on some garlic powder. She, uh, 
she um, uh, put on a little bit of melted butter, and she might have put on some Italian seasoning. I'm not sure. But then it was put on the – she let it sit for a while, and then she put it on the grill. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you, this was – you know, I would never have believed that a zucchini that big would be – that incredibly good. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Mikey, uh, zucchinis are very, very versatile, and a lot of people don't realize how versatile, not just uh, um, for main dishes like casseroles or grilling, but also you can use zucchini for baking. They are absolutely fabulous. They um, have a wonderful moisture content using them f- with your cakes and even cookies. So yay for zucchinis, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking maybe even spread a little barbecue sauce. What you got? Use what you got, right? <laughs> absolutely. Right. Good to hear from you, uh, Mikey. <clears throat> We're visiting today on Deep South Dining with Gregory Doolin of Doolin Soul Food Restaurant in Los Angeles, California. Gregory, you know, I guess uh, some of the things associated with soul food ingredients preparation, maybe not as healthy as maybe some other food. Have you done at the restaurant maybe some things to try to uh, substitute maybe some ingredients to try to make them a little bit more healthy? Well, you know, soul food, unfortunately, gets a bad rap for not being the healthiest of foods. And that's something that we hear from time to time. What we do in California is... Most of our vegetables or our side dishes are, are not cooked with meat, as what may be traditional in other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. So our black-eyed peas, our red beans, our steamed cabbage and things like that often are cooked with meat to, to, to provide seasoning, but we don't do that here at our restaurants. The only item that we do cook with meat are our collard greens. And instead of using a ham hock or a ham bone or something like that, we use smoked turkey or smoked turkey tail. So in that regard, we've taken the meat products out of, of seasoning, and we use turkey instead of pork, and we're able to cater to a pretty large vegetarian customer base because they can come in and get traditional soul food sides that don't have meat products in them, and so they like that a lot. So maybe that would probably be one of the, the differences that we try to you know, use here without preparation. One of the things that we talk about quite often here too, um, Greg, is, you know, because we've had this conversation, and my dear friend Frank, I know he's listening. I'm surprised he hasn't called in yet. But there's always this challenge about, you know, uh, soul food uh, being unhealthy. And I, one of the things that I say to people all the time is to always go back and refer to the history of this story and why the culture of this conversation is as interesting as it is. Because the birth of soul food uh, here in this country came from a group of people who were disenfranchised, who were given very limited items, and they turned them into uh, a wonderful now conversation um, that that really affects everybody. And it and it's the joy of comfort in a very difficult time. Still, that story is still being told today. The other thing that has happened over the last. 40, 50 years in particular, is that um, as a country, we went from being, uh, you know, very mobile people walking, you know, your neighbors a piece away home. Um, You know, most people didn't have cars. And so, you know, we were very active collectively as a body of people. Uh, Now I've seen people you know, parked in front of Fred's roses is two doors down. They get in their car and they move it just two doors down. So we've, we've lost the, the complete essence of why, you know, the conversation then becomes soul food is not healthy. It's not that it is just the food itself. It really is the standard of living that people have, um, just kind of made themselves comfortable with. And so I, you know, what I say to people is even though, you know, we're here in the South, enjoy Mississippi. We have beautiful walking trails. I love to go fishing. I love being outside. You know, you gotta, you, you really have to understand the whole movement and conversation bef- from farm to table. So then you won't be so bound by just looking at it from one perspective. Well, you're talking about lifestyle, Deborah. Mm-hmm, absolutely. This morning, before I joined you, you all for this fantastic interview, I ran three miles with one of my running buddies, and I am sitting here sipping on a glass of coconut water as we are going through the interview, and I try to do something like that 
every day. I, I go to the gym, I, I work out, I run, I ride my bike, and I eat soul food every day. Absolutely, and I do too. And uh, and that's what I share with people all the time. You have to live your whole life. Um, and uh, the other thing that I say to people too, just because you subscribe to something that may not be soul food and you can say, well, I'm more healthy, food in of itself is not the problem. You, you're, you're, you are a complete human being, mind, body, and soul. So it's really important that you take care of all of it so you can truly enjoy the soul food part of it. All right, uh, we need to take one final break this hour. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio, and we have been visiting uh, throughout the hour with Gregory Doolin of Doolin's Soul Food Restaurant in Los Angeles, California. There's some open phone lines, so if you'd like to join in the conversation, the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. Back to wrap up the program after this short break. Public Media app is available now. Watch MPB TV, listen to MPB Think and Music Radio, and stay in the know with MPB News. Search for the MPB Public Media app in the App Store and Google Play stores today. Hello, Mississippi. Dr. Rick here to let you know it's time to replace that old car tag and show your support for Mississippi Public Broadcasting. MPB is pleased to announce that you have been approved for your own personalized MPB car tag. This is just another way you can help us continue educating, informing, and entertaining Mississippians. Head on over to mpbonline.org slash car tag to pre-order your MPB tag today. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're visiting today with Gregory Doolin of Doolin's Soul Food in Los Angeles, California, a restaurant located there. Uh, we've got some callers on the line, so let's head to the phone lines, beginning with Charles. Hello, Charles. Good morning. Hey, how are you all? Fantastic. How are you this morning? Well, for a man who lives between midnight and daybreak, I'm doing good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Listen, my question is, I was the youth director for a church in Savannah, Georgia, and I lived with the pastor and his family, and his wife would make homemade biscuits, the flaky kind. My question is, how can I get a recipe to learn to do that? I'm learning to cook, so I need to learn how to do it the good way, the old-fashioned way. You want to do that, Greg? Well, I tell you, homemade biscuits is really becoming a lost art. I know. It's really, really hard to find them. There's so many products that have come out that allow restaurants to avoid having to make them. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, it's really, really difficult. Uh, the one place that, that you'll find a recipe like that typically is, is a family member or somebody in the family that used to make biscuits long ago. But a lot of times those recipes that Aunt Mabel or grandmother or whoever in the family used to make those traditional things that we ate at our traditional family meals aren't being passed down from generation to generation and are actually becoming lost. So you're, you're right. Finding that recipe is difficult. However, Go ahead, Greg. Start, yeah, start with family or friends first, and then you might be able to find some pretty good recipes on, online. Okay. Well, Charles, how about we're going to go ahead and just do this, Greg? I got you. We're going to start with one cup of flour. Okay. okay. 
and you're going to oh, sift this flour. And if you, you oh. know, and if, and I, I still have an old fashioned sifter. I don't know if you remember the kind with the crank oh, handle yeah, on the side. Oh, yeah, I have one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and so you want to get a, a flat board surface and you want to go ahead and sift out your cup and a half of flour. You're okay. going to go ahead and put a, now my grandmother would say a pinch of salt in there. So you're going to get okay. you a pinch of salt and you're going to mix it in there. And you also want to get you a pinch of baking soda. Right okay. in the, into that flour. And then we're going to take some cold butter. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. And we're going to cut that butter up into cubes. All right. Uh, and okay. then and we're going to take a fork and you're just going to kind of take that and you're just going to fold that into your flour mixture. And you're going to take just a small amount of milk. Not a lot. Oh, probably oh. about a fourth a cup. And then if you need a little bit more fine. And then you're going to take a little flour for dusting your hands and you're going to roll this dough into dough. Then once you do that, you're going to roll it out. And then because I'm a country girl, you're going to take an old can with a hole in the top and you're going to cut it out. (laughs) Put you a little bit of um, butter on your baking sheet and pop them in the oven and give yourself um, about uh, 15 to 18 minutes, nice golden brown flaky biscuits, quick and easy. They're not complicated hey, to make. Hey, I, I like you. <laughs> Tell you what, since you were so nice and gave me the recipe, uh, I give tours of the historical Mississippi Delta. Yes, sir. And I take people to Booger Den and Pomac and all the uh, different uh, museums. And if you call me back at this number... You can bring 10 of your enemies if you want to, if you don't have any friends. (laughs) And I'll make sure that you get a free tour. Listen to this now. Okay. A free tour of the historical Mississippi Delta, okay? You got it. You you make sure you... I'm serious now. All right. You give my producer the number. All right, Charles, we're going to put you on hold, so give Jonas the number if you would. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Thanks for calling. Uh, you know, Greg, one thing I wanted to pick up on that you were saying there about these lost recipes, I would, you know, I agree. And that's uh, so I would say to everybody that's out there listening, if you have a recipe that's, you know, for, been handed down in your family for generations, go ahead, try to get it, you make it, make sure that, uh, you know, copy it, uh, scan it, something. Uh, so make sure that it's there for, for future generations to enjoy, because I really think that's one way uh, that we connect and we get that sense of family, Greg, is is through the food that we eat. You know, we may lose our grandmother, but that doesn't mean we have to to lose that that sweet potato pie that grandmother used to make Absolutely. every Thanksgiving. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I want to mention, you know, we were talking about the healthiness of soul food and everything. There's a book. It's called Soul Food, The Surprising Story of an American Cuisine, One Plate at a Time, by an author called, named Adrian Miller. And it talks about the history of soul food and, you know, the thought of it not being healthy and why that occurred and, and, how, and where it started. And it's just a great read if you want to really learn where soul food came from in America and how it is part of our society today. Right. So Absolutely. it's uh, Adrian Miller. It's a great book. Uh, we've got another caller on the line, and we're going to say good morning to Mary in Braxton. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. I was just thinking about this soul food business, but uh, not putting meat in it. Well, if you start out with a little meat in Japan and take uh, brown it off so you got the grease and pull off all except what you what you can't possibly get out of the pan, then put your soul food in with that, and you still have your uh, taste of meat, but you don't have to have a whole ham hock in there. A- absolutely, that there's um, that's absolutely a wonderful way to be able to prepare your food is to, to um, go ahead and seize your meat up and then to take as much oil out as possible. Mary, um, I'm in agreement with that. All right, uh, Mary, thanks for your call. Uh, this is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. We're visiting today with uh, Gregory Doolin of Doolin's Soul Food in Los Angeles, California. Gregory, you gave us an idea of, of some of the staple things. Do you like to have some also maybe some items that kind of rotate in and out? What are some other types of uh, things that you serve at the restaurant? Well, we we try to, to make sure we, we cover the staples, mm-hmm. but, you know, Barbecue is always something to rotate. We don't serve barbecue every day, but, boy, is barbecue popular. Mm. Everybody loves barbecue, so we, we try to, to rotate in barbecue. We try to rotate in, rotate in different casseroles and things like that. We're getting ready to experiment with something. Uh, you know, chicken and waffles are very popular mm-hmm. in America, and we're getting ready to start serving chicken and red velvet waffles. Oh, wow. Which is something that is 
sort of new, but I tell you, it's very, very popular. Red velvet waffles and red velvet pancakes. And then some of the other items that we rotate in, traditional things like chicken and dumplings, not mm-hmm. something that you do every day, something that's very, very hard to find on menus in, in America. But I tell you, it's one of the best dishes that, uh, that uh, you can find. And then I don't know about you, but I just love a, sweet, a good sweet potato casserole mm-hmm. with the crumble and the pecans and things like that. Just really, really delicious. That's something that you find a lot in Georgia. Atlanta, Savannah, places like that. And so we try to rotate that in here in California as well. And and then pretty much, you know, that's, you know, there's just some traditional things that you just kind of build around and build around and build around. And so that's what we do. Well, Greg, I can't wait for you to get to Mississippi because not only do we have cornbread, but we've got red velvet cornbread, buddy. <laughs> what? I'm telling you, the first time I brought it into the station, I wish you could have seen Kevin. It was like Christmas in July. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have a recipe for red velvet cornbread that will just just incredible. But we have a sweet potato pie that will make you slap somebody. So I can't wait for you to get here to have uh, dinner with us. Wow. <laughs> a good sweet potato pie. That, yeah. that just sounds, that's worth the trip. Now, I don't have a tour for 10 people that I could take you on. Give you a recipe or two. I'm sure I could come up with stuff like that. I, oh, you I, got it. To, to Hollywood or something. You, know? you, you got it. <laughs> so, uh, Greg, got about a minute left. Do you ever have trouble finding uh, the ingredients you need for good soul food in California, or has it been there long enough that, that there are places you can go? We definitely have everything we need here in Los Angeles to make good traditional soul food. Uh, the different uh, seasonings and garlic and, and seasoning sauce and things like that are here in abundance. And so we're, we're, in, we're in good shape as it, as it relates to, to seasonings. So I'm going to say something to you, Greg. You do know in the world there's good and then there's Mississippi good. So you have to make sure well, you get some of our seasonings and stuff when you come here. <laughs> you know, I, I, I visited Mississippi once. I, I was there uh, looking at or touring the catfish farms. You have the, the catfish mm-hmm. industry in Mississippi. Right. And so I took a tour, and I traveled through the Mississippi Delta, and I went to, to Tunica, Mississippi, and visited there as well and a couple of other cities. And i got to tell you, your your food there is outstanding and delicious. Absolutely. And the hospitality and the friendliness of, of the people. I mean, more people should discover Mississippi because I tell you, it's a really a wonderful place to go, and Aww. I can't wait. I can't wait to, to get back there. You know you just went up on my friendship list, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Greg, thanks very much. That's going to wrap us up for today. Deep South Dining, a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Jonas Adams. So for Deborah uh, Hunter and our guest, <laughs> Gregory Doolin, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned up next at 10. It's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. That's followed at 11 by Southern Remedy. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining, heard only on MP. Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.